AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. Jay Valentine. And this is truly the R&B Money Podcast. Yeah. This is the authority of all things. R&B. Oh, shit, he yelling. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? Let me, let, me, let, me switch, let me switch to a more prestigious tone. Because we have... Tone and accent? Yes, we have... All right, shit. In the building, we have a master of the craft. For sure. We have deity uh, in the building. His... Uh, his work is biblical. Uh, it is etched in stone. The book of songs. Just as the Ten Commandments. Yeah. It is etched in stone. I speak of a man uh, who spans decades of R&B excellence. Uh, he sits on the board of 
the R&B Elders Association. He is a rule maker in all things that are decided in terms of what R&B is and how R&B lives. This man has cultivated farms of produce that continue to serve and feed the R&B community. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking none other than His Excellency, Lord Troy Taylor. <laughs> wow. I have, Lord. I have never. Troy Taylor. Lord himself, as you can tell by the beard, that is a Lord's beard. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for having man. me, guys. You're welcome, bro. I appreciate it. Come appreciate on, it. man. Thank Long you. time coming. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. We've been waiting on this. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting on it, actually. Yes. We can't wait yes. to really talk the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, <laughs> because, you know, you are truly like your wingspan in this shit is crazy. Yeah, it's deep. It's definitely deep. deep. We don't have to pause that. We're going to keep that. <laughs> oh, yeah, technically. Okay. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for coming. You are a brother. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you you family. Yes. So that, that goes yes. without saying. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we thank you for, for giving us your time, man. And, thank you. And, and giving us the in-depth of the things we are all we are getting ready to talk about. Yes. Yes, um, sir. Yes, I'm sir. excited. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know. Just feeling good about myself yeah. today. This is, you know, yeah, not this is the Army Money podcast. Yeah, this is one of those moments where it's very R and B. Yes, where very you know. R&B. Let's yeah. let's do this, Troy, because you were once a lad. You were once a lad, mm-hmm. and you were once an, an an aspiring lad. Yes, you aspired to be something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, within your aspirations, there had to be some confirmation somewhere, as a as as a young boy, where someone said, ah. It is on you. You have that. Mm, mm. Keep pushing. Mm. Or where you identified it yourself and said, you know what? I'm kind of that boy. Um, definitely, definitely um, after church, we'll go over to the piano. I'm like 11, 12-ish. Mm-hmm. And I had, this, I had this notion that the piano was easy. Mm. Like it seemed easy until I went over and hit the keys and it wasn't easy. And at that point, that's when I it became a challenge. Hmm. I want to learn. I want to learn how to do this because it's how do they do? And I from there, I just started off like self taught, really self taught, and um, just working it out. And then a couple of friends would show me chords, mm-hmm. and I would work on those chords mm-hmm. and work on those chords until I until it was fluent. Mm-hmm. And then I basically throughout high school, just in bands, you know, uh, in groups and stuff like that. And then at the end of high school, uh, my my music teacher, oh no, excuse me, my mom told me that I needed to get a job or go to school, and I don't like school. I don't like so school either. The idea of graduating and going back to school was like, why would I do that? I tried it. <laughs> so, so I didn't try it. Um, <laughs> You didn't like, try I'm regular out. school. <laughs> <laughs> <Like I'm out. laughs> 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, so my music teacher, Mr. Bowie, suggested, because I told him what my mom said, and he said, I have this school in Hartford that you, you should check out. It's a two-year program. Because you're from Connecticut. I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you're jumping up to Hartford now. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was a two-year program. So it's simple. It's two years, get your diploma, and you out. So I thought that was a great compromise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Told my mom, okay, I'll do that. Because two years, I'm done. Yeah. Can't, that's it for me. But within that two years, that's when I, it was jazz and rec, jazz theory and record production. Ooh. Jazz theory ah. and, and record, record production. production. So in that school is where I would learn 251. Once I heard what it sounded like, I was able to, oh, that's what it's called. You know, my whole life, I, I hear it. You hear it in Stevie Wonder. You hear it in Earth, Wind & Fire. Right. You hear the turnarounds. But you don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. And then through that, going to school, I learned what the language, four chord, the three chord, the six chord, the mm-hmm. two, you know. Um, and the record production, they were a little, they were a little behind on, on technology. So I didn't really learn too much about that. Mm-hmm. I had already had my eight track, gotcha. you know, I was already ahead of them, Yeah. but the, the jazz theory is what clicked for me. And after that, um, I hit the streets. Really? Did you finish the two yeah. years? Did you I two did years? finish the two years. I graduated. And then, um, after it was after that, that I realized, oh no, no, this is what I want to do. Of course I was an artist first. While you were that. in college? Uh, no, I was an artist that all the way up to 22. So after college, you... you I was you still in a say, group. I was still in a group. Hold on, when did you get in the group? I was in a group throughout high school. What's the name of the group? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first group I was in was called Sweet Attraction. Sweet Attraction. Yes. That's absolutely R&B. Yes. Very, very, very R&B. Very and then, R&B. Very um, baby face. Very baby face. <laughs> sweet Attraction. Yeah. Um, you heard them think Sweet Attraction? I like L.A. and Babyface somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. It was Bree. Was um, there some curls involved? Was it... Was, um. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. yeah. I did. I did that. It's gotta be some jail. I had. I had. I had a little Jerry curl. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then um, I was in a band too. I can't think of the name of the band, guys. Don't kill me. I can't think of the name of the band. But it was just me. I was a keyboardist, and we had a bass guitar, guitar player, drummer. Um. Dang. I forget uh the name of the group. And then I was in my last group. Before I went on my own with Shamari. That's the name of the group, Shamari. Shamari. Yes. Did that? Was it like like part of Shalimar? Yeah. (laughs) It was like a spinoff? Shamari is a Swahili word. And what does that mean? I don't remember. (laughs) 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 I know know it's a Shamari word. But yes, I was in Shamari and just. um, Well, they watch this in Africa, so somebody's going to. Somebody's going to. Oh, we've been waiting. <laughs> um, so, so I got out, when I got out of that. Um, that's when I went on my own, and being so anxious, I ended up signing this record deal that was horrible. It was the horriblest deal you could ever sign. Like a local record deal. So, what or? makes it? What and I makes went to New York. It, it, well, I'll tell Major you. Major label or, or indie? It was an independent label. I'll okay. tell you one thing that made it so bad. I signed my publishing away for the rest of my life. Shit! Wait, what? That's how bad it was. In perpetuity. Period. Uh, I, I I was anxious. Oh I didn't get an God. attorney to look at the the deal because I was anxious. I was twenty years old and I was trying to leave. I was trying to get out of New Haven. I was trying to. And do you remember how much money they gave you for this? I don't remember. 
but it wasn't a lot of money. It was a horrible deal. It was just enough to get out. Yeah, it was enough to to leave. I don't even remember Shit. getting paid actually. Yeah. I tell this story because I like to tell people so that they can know being anxious is not rushing. It's a bad place to make a decision. Yeah. Yes, yeah. rushing. Yeah. Uh, being anxious and being uh, uh, like it's almost under your own duress, right? Yes. You put this pressure on yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? It you back horrible. yourself up against the wall in mm-hmm. a sense to where anything looks good to get off this wall yes. or to get out of this corner. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, All so, of you? so throughout my te- throughout my teenage years, I, I did record stores. I worked at record stores. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, if I'm going to get a job, I'd rather work at a record store to keep me close to music. Mm-hmm. But I would read credits all the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's an art in itself. Yes. And there would be one name that I would always see, that I would always see. And it seemed like every time I saw his name, it was attached to something I liked. And his name was Timmy Registered. Mm. And so that name always stuck in the back of my head. Um, So let's fast forward to this record deal. I'm I'm signed to this label now. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked me for my single, who did I want to get to mix the single? I said, Timmy Registered not knowing that they would know him. And they said, say, hey, get, get Timmy on the phone. I'm like, what? Oh, that blew your mind. What? Uh, yeah, that blew your mind. So long story short, push fast forward. I'm going to meet Timmy Rutherford. I'm going to meet Timmy Rutherford. So um, they scheduled the mix. I think it was on a Monday. I came up with this plan. This plan to play uh, three tracks three beats that i did have songs to them but i won't play that i'll play the music mm-hmm. hoping that he will say where's the song then i would say i have the songs and then he would say let me hear the songs and i would say i don't have them with me but i can come back to get a meeting well that was in my head so do the mix during the inter- the, uh, the break he broke for to get something to eat for lunch and so um, when he went to the lounge, I asked him if I could play him some more music. First of all, I, I thanked him for, you know, doing the mix. Um, and I said, can I play some music? I had the boom box. You know, you know when that was yeah. with the cassette deck, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, he said, yeah, he was eating. And I played him. I gave him the cassette. He put in. He got in the middle of the second beat. And he was like, where's the song? So I have songs to these. Let me hear them. I don't have them, but I can, you know, I, I definitely can come back. I can, you know, he was like, okay. And he scheduled a meeting for Wednesday at Motown because he worked at Motown. He was a Motown executive, hmm. A&R. Did you not know this yet or you, you did know I, this? I, I did know, but I didn't pay attention to that because okay. I was just looking at the fact that this is Timmy Register, whose name is on the back of so many things at Motown. Mm-hmm. And, that and you like. I didn't think yeah. about that. And so I came back Wednesday. Took the train, came back, and uh, had a bag full of cassettes. And I played him all my music. He got so into the music and so into me as an artist that he bought me out of that contract. What? And signed me to Motown. Wow. Yeah. And in this in this turnaround for let's this you know said indie label. How long was that? It was only about, it was a little under a year because I wasn't on it long. 
Now, during the course of this horrible deal, the reason why I found out how bad this deal was, because at that time I was working with who would then become my partner, Charles Farrar. Mm -hmm. I met him at this horrible label. He was just there using the phone. <laughs> what? He was just there using the label to use the phone and do meetings. He didn't use the phone. Yeah, yeah, because he would just go there to to you know have meetings and stuff. Just to use, he he knew the people there, yeah, yeah. so he would just use the office phone and you know just to, to do meetings. Office. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm up here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's popping. It's popping. Yeah, yeah. So, Let's meet here. <laughs> it's this new kid. He, he just pulled up. Yeah, he just pulled we up. Own just pulled up. <laughs> we own him. <laughs> Shit. So 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 uh, one of one of the persons that did actually work there was his friend. That's how he. You know? yeah. And so it was him who suggested to Charles, hey, why don't you have this kid who came up here, you know, you should have him play keys for you. And so Charles uh, got my number and called me and asked me to come to New York to do keyboard work. So I didn't really know him, but he paid me. So, you know, yeah. and then I would do that a few times before I realized, like, dude, what do you want? What is it that you want? But are you on Motown at this point? Yeah, no, or no, I, I, I went okay. back. I went back okay. on y'all. Okay. I went back on y'all because I went back to yeah. how I got yeah. out of the deal. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um, by the time I ended up signing that deal, because I didn't know him enough, you know, when we started working, it started becoming regular. I started getting on a train a lot more. And so he was the one that had the contract looked at. And he was the one that told me how bad the deal was. That's how I found out. So in the course of that, we became characters and yeah, yeah. Wow. That's how I introduced the characters. Yes, yes. Yeah. We became the characters. And so by the time Timmy uh, signed me to Motown, we were you know we were kind of together. And he, he just bought you completely out. He bought me completely out. I got my master's back. I got my publishing back. Everything. That's well, y'all know that was God. Nothing. Yes. But yes, that don't happen. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not happen. at all. That doesn't happen. So the testimony of that and being anxious, rushing, and, and you make a mess, still God can get you out. No matter how deep that is. Because that's deep. Yeah. I signed up. The, the publishing was done. It wasn't no reversions or revisions or nothing. It was done. It was like, because you know, you got to get your attorney to negotiate that. Yeah. There was no attorney to negotiate nothing. So my publishing was done. So yeah. Jeez. Us. So I tell so, that story. So now you're on Motown. So now I'm on Motown. Let's, and I'm let's, let's go back to the name. Why the characters? Okay, so when I was on that label, I was with a rapper who I had produced him. It was because of him that we even got to that label in the first place. I was the producer, but I had sang backgrounds on a couple of his songs. And so they kept gravitating towards the person singing. Mm -hmm. And so that's how technically we both got signed. Mm -hmm. And then we uh, came up with, I came up with the name Smooth Characters. Hmm. So when I got out of that deal, uh, both of us got out of the deal, the rapper and I, um, when me and Charles became partners, um, I dropped the Smooth and just said The Characters. That's pretty much how it all began. And that's it. That's it. Wow. Because, you know, of course, my idols, Jam and Lewis, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. LA and Face, yeah. Gamble and Huff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's that's that was the that was the vision. Mm -hmm. That was the vision. And and so that was the motivation. So the characters. I, I thought it was I thought it was, you know. 
It them. rang. Yeah. It had a ring to it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I heard about y'all in church. Nah. Yeah. Oh, in oh, nah, yeah, I, wasn't, I was still I wasn't, in church. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and just okay. hearing about producers mm-hmm. that was yeah, no, they doing was what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, I was cracking. Yeah, yeah. Your, your name was it was the characters. The characters? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's who we want to be. That's, that's who we want to be. <laughs> LA and Face. Yeah, Jam and Lewis. Yeah. Gamble so, and Huff. So what was your what was your first moment as the characters? Now you're this this group. You're signed to Motown. I'm signed to Motown and I'm working on my album. And you're working on your album? And um, are they letting you guys do the album? Yeah, Timmy. Timmy was everything. Timmy was I've mentored and I still mentor a lot of people. And people often ask me, Troy, have you ever had a mentor? Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you know, Timmy was my my mentor. He was the one that taught me song, you know, how to make the song pop out, the the verses pop out, the hook. No, change that change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was the one that kind of like taught me how to make a good song. Wow. How to format a good song. Yeah. So I have to say that that was then. And within that time, he already heard all my music, so he trusts me. So he let me he let me do the songs that I wanted to do and make the album and everything. So you made a full album while you were there? I was making the full album. Okay. Mm-mm. And then he took some of my songs, watch this, and he had a meeting with Cheryl Busby. Who was the president? Who was the president? Not that already. You 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 already know because she mm-hmm. was Joe Bubsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Gerald came in. Timmy played Gerald some of my songs, and Gerald took a pad, sat on the couch, kicked his shoes off, and he would write the names of the songs down because they had groups and they had people yeah. sign other yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm not keeping it for myself, Who there's a lot fit? of songs, right? And at that time, I did a lot of harmonies. I was known, like, you listen to my music, it was all harmonies. You would thought it was a group anyway, but it was all me. So that's what gave Timmy and Gerald, like, yo, these songs are, yo, you you, you, you know, yeah, yeah. So you did a list, and it was just two groups that they had signed there. So Gerald came up with four songs for this group and four songs for this group. Out of your? Uh, your Out of my catalog. Your pack of songs. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For this and for this. They had these kids that were there for about a year or so, and they hadn't recorded yet. So Timmy told Gerald, like, this would be good for these kids. And Gerald agreed. So he wrote down the four songs. He wrote down three songs. The fourth song that Timmy played, I I had to interrupt and say, hey, th- 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 this one's for me. This this is mine. I, mean, <laughs> I can't... Th- can't have that. He had your artist moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, and, and, and he was making a cassette for Gerald at mm-hmm. the time. So, you know, so he had to rewind the tape to take it off and put it and cover it with another song. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he did. And so um, now it came time to meet these groups and, you know, to, to set up a meeting to, to work with them. So first came the kids, the kids, the kids. They... Uh, yeah, I would go down and meet these kids. Came back to Motown. They were in the uh, conference room, and it was four of them. And the youngest one was 15, and then the other one was 16, and then two of them were 17. So I sat down, and they were very excited, and they were telling me the songs that they really liked. And um, the youngest one, he he said he liked a song, but he didn't know the name of it. And so I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, I didn't hear all of it. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't hear all of it? Yeah, we just caught the end of it. 
what is he talking? Like, I didn't understand what he was talking about. I said, did you remember any of the words? He's like, um, um, it was like your love or something like that. I said, oh, uh, piece yeah. of the, piece of the joint was still on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, that was the record. They, caught the, they caught the end of it because the song that they the song that they covered it, it with that to me it wasn't yeah. long enough. And yeah. so I was like, um, oh, your love, yeah, that that's that's from my album, and it went quiet. <laughs> it was kind of awkward. So I was like, hey, hey, you guys, you guys sing, sing something, and they sang. Now, I tell this story a lot, but when I said they sang about seven or eight seconds, I mean it. Before I, oh, 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 stop. Hold. Y'all, that's, and I looked at the youngest one and I said, you can have the song. <laughs> I swear to you, they just started singing. Let me tell you what they sang. They sang, uh, Mary, don't you weep, take six. Mm. I guess you can tell who I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm waiting for you to get I there. I knew it from your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my joint. Yeah. I was like, y'all can have a song. But they were sitting there looking at me like, because I interrupted them. So they, they kind of was like, what's wrong? I was like, no, no, y'all don't got to keep, you don't got to yeah, continue. I don't need I, to hear nothing else. I'm good. Yeah. And so they were like, <laughs> one guy, one particular guy said, can we finish? I said, sure, go ahead. They finished and they killed it. I mean, they, it was so godforsakenly great that I really didn't need to hear anymore. But if you're going to go, go and do it. But I'm done. I'm ready. Like, yeah. And um, we went in and we did those, we did four songs. Needless to say, a year later, these kids was known all over the world as Boys to Men. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You rocking. Because you came out, I mean, I came out the gate. Gate. Yep. So your name is in every record company's Rolodex. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. We need Mm -hmm. them. Right. And that is getting up from that and trying to take a moment to do anything else. It's just. Yeah. So so does Motown cuff y'all? Do they say, hey, you know, we're going to kind of in a sense make y'all staff producers, staff writers? No, no, no. It didn't didn't do that. Um, But I will say I did work with a lot of Motown artists. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Timmy was, he was just great, man. He was just great. He he didn't have the mentality of, if I'm going to do this for you, then you need to sign this. He didn't have that mentality. Mm -hmm. He just, he just, he was just straight up. And wherever he needed to say, you know, fix this or do this or da 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 da, he just did it. It wasn't right. a, it wasn't strings attached right. to it. But he also understands 
and I, I love that you said no, it was no strings attached because that in turn is actually the best attachment. Yes. When, it, in the end, it when becomes, it's just good business. Yes. When it's just good business and I can call you and say, hey, Troy, at your height of your height, mm-hmm. I need you. Yes. Yes. And how you treat people. I would learn that over the years. Um, I had the, and even to this day, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of proteges and people are like, did you sign him? No. So, 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 so you, you, you working with them, you do, da, 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 and you sharing right. your platform, da, right. da, 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 did you sign right. him? No. Why? Yeah. We're working. We're working. Whatever we do, I'm going to get what I need to get. Absolutely. Why do I need to sign them? Yeah. yeah. And there was a point where I did Obviously, jeopardize that and I yeah. did Sign go against, and, yeah. go against what I know. And I did, you know, end up signing some artists. I mean, some, yeah, artists and, and producers and, and, and writers. So I did do it at one point. But in the course of me doing it, it brought me back to why I don't, why I didn't do it. Gotcha. I learned. I, I ain't learned. No, there's so it much reminded me in of why yeah. I don't so do this. There's in so it. much involved in it. There's too much involved. Like, and as far as contracts, people look at it as sign this person. You got to be careful who you sign. You don't know who you sign. And it goes both ways. Some people you don't want to sign. And you don't know that. <laughs> because, because, so you don't and you know don't know that. Yeah. And it's according to the industry, you're supposed to sign. You better mm-hmm. be careful who you sign. Mm-hmm. The people are crazy. And you don't know that you sign in a schizophrenic until they use the contract against you. My contract says you you're supposed to do da, 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 and you didn't do that. So what? Like you still got work to do. You why are you you're not even ready. We're not even How at about, that point of the contract. You're not even ready for this. Yeah. But they 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 you know, people Man. start talking to them. Yeah. You should have gotten this. They should have done this to you. But you're not ready. No, but still you you you're old. You know you're really old this. So I'm like, what if I work with you with no contracts? Then I can take my time. If you act silly, do something stupid, I can lay back off you. I ain't got no contract to remind me that you're my writer or my artist. Or, yeah. And I, you know, so that signing mentality, nah, y'all can have that. Miss me with that. There's hmm. a lot of attachments to that. So you're just going to do the work. Yeah. And you'll get paid for your work. Yes, sir. Okay. I respect that. I started Songbook not too long after. Mm-hmm. Mr. Songs got caught in the middle of this thing because I met Trey through Charles. Oh. Charles went to high school with Trey's stepdad. Mm-hmm. So Trey's stepdad asked Charles if you could listen to my son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to sing. He raps, but he says he wants to sing. And Charles being, you know, the business side of it, like, send him to Troy. So Charles asked me to do a favor and just say, can you listen to Kenny's son, man? Just listen to him. Tell me what you think so I can tell Kenny, you know, give him some advice. If there's something there. Yeah. And so this kid comes over, skinny kid, big head, big feet, skinny, skinny, big, big, uh, it was a Chiefs, I think it was a Chiefs jersey, or, or it was a, it was a, I, you know, it was a hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. It was big. And he comes over on his bike, and I'm looking outside. I said, I really didn't want to do it. And so he comes down, he comes downstairs, and so, um, he said, you want to, you want to, you want to sing? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's only 15. He said 14, but I think he was 15. Um, I said, okay, well. 
sing something. So he, he sang Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. And he did a pretty good job. There was one thing that I listened for, and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You know the longer someone sings, just singing with no music or whatever, just standing there singing, how they drift for sure. into Either another note? Up or down. they're not paying attention. Yeah. Up or down. Yeah. Because they're not paying attention. Yeah. He didn't do that. He stayed right in key the whole time. So that's the first thing I noticed. His tone was cool. So okay, he's young. He don't know what he's doing. So yeah, that's yeah. the thing. He don't know what he's doing. He's just singing. So mm -hmm. he don't know. And you know what you can bring to it. And I'm looking. It. I'm looking. I'm listening to him. Like okay, okay. So so you you okay? I can work with that. Mm -hmm. It's August. He's about to go back to school. He lived in Virginia. I lived in Jersey. And um, I reported back. I think I think he got some. I I I I I think he got some. His mom called me screaming. Oh my god! Oh my god! She played me the song because I let him. You know, I put the song on CD and let him take it. And she heard it and she said, "What do I have to do? What does he? What does he need to do?" And I said, "Oh well, um, we just keep in touch and you know, school breaks or whatever. He'll he can come back and I'll continue to work with him." Um, get him a Skytail pager so we can keep in touch. <laughs> Trey had a Skytail pager in, in school. He's the only kid mm -hmm. in high school with a Skytail pager. You, you know, you ain't had that. It's a two-way pager. So that's how we kept kept in touch. And so um, the, the breaks, he would come back. He would come back during the breaks and stuff like that and just hang out with me, go to the studio with me. And um, then another break. And then the summer, he spent, you know, uh, uh, his stepdad lived eight minutes away from me. So he stayed with his stepdad for the summer and then he would just come with me everywhere. And then um, he went one year back to school again and he graduated. And his mom gave him approximately one year to apply to music. So he had one year. And within that year, uh, that's where, uh, no, before that, that's where I left, where I left characters. Mm -hmm. So he got caught right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so me being loyal, I'm like, you know what? I met you through Charles. Stay with Charles. You know, I'll still work with you. But, you know, Charles could get you a deal. I don't want to interrupt that. Besides, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I've never been on my own before. I don't know what I'm doing. And you never had an artist before. I never had an artist right? before. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I never, I, stop at, I never been on my own. You know what I mean? I started mm -hmm. with Charles. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've never been by myself. So I don't know. And, you know, I'm in the studio with my head down, mm -hmm. like working. I don't know nothing about, I know the business, but I didn't have to worry about that part. So, so as I, as I'm gathering, like what I want to do, who I want to be, that's what songbook comes up. You know, songbook is, is inspired by talking book. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder being one of my, and uh, so yeah, that's that's how um, that started. And once I realized what I wanted to do, he got caught in the middle, and um, he uh, was given a deal, uh, 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 an agreement, or or no, no. Charles made him a deal, like you do sixty songs, and then I'll start shopping you a deal. And Trey was only sixteen. 60? 16. Oh, 16, 16. songs. Okay. No, no, no. Trey was 16 but years he wanted, old. He wanted 60 songs, though. Yeah, he 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 said, if you do like 60 songs, then we'll start shopping you a deal. Now, I was like, dude, that boy don't even know. He still don't know how to do, he don't even know how to make music. So he would go in every day and he would, you know, he would do that. And then after he would leave the studio, because I'm not there anymore, he would come to my house and then we would go bowling or 
movies and you know he would sit and watch me work on music i i, I sang still and did songs mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. i i still wrote songs and mm-hmm. demoed them that's how john tay learned that's how carl thomas learned and now trey right so they watched me i don't do that anymore but you know uh and so uh during that time it was like uh i'm going to carl thomas session he's on his second album and um, I'm just visiting, just chilling with him. And um, we were at, at Electric Lady Studio Electric downstairs. Lady. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you go downstairs, there's no signal. Mm-hmm. I come back up and all my all the messages are coming in from what I didn't hear. And it's a bunch of Trey Song's messages. Yo, call me, man. Call me. LOL. Call me. Yo. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, yo, man, your boy kicked me out of the studio. Tell me I can't come back. I was like, what are you talking about? Yo, he said, I couldn't come back to the studio no more. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> I didn't do nothing. He said, do 60 songs. I did like 65 songs, 62, 63 songs. So so I did what I was supposed to do, and I just you know, didn't go in as much. And so he got mad because I didn't come in. So he told me, you know, it's real cold outside. It's mighty toasty in here. I said, oh, he gave you the, it's toasty in here. He had his, he had his saying yeah it's toasty it's it's very cold out it's it's mighty cold out there but it's nice and toasty in here and you're gonna see how cold it is out there that was his mm-hmm. and when he said that to me i was like oh yo he said that to you you messed up nah nah because now i don't have to go in he's laughing the whole time i'm like okay um okay Oh, okay. Um, dang. Because during the course of that, when I had to sit down with his mom and tell him and his mom that, listen, I'm leaving the characters and I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Trey wanted to come with me. And his mom was like, well, we, we, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And his mom was like, you'll be fine. Hmm. You'll be fine. I wasn't confident. I, I really wasn't. And yeah. she's like, no, but you'll be, you, listen, you you will be fine. Like, we, we can come with you and you'll be fine. I'm like, well, just, you know, because of how you met me. Yeah. Just, just he can still work with me. I still work with him. It's no problem. But they believed that I could do it before I believed that I could do it on my own. So when it all came down to it, um, I said, you know what? Trey 17 by this time. I said, you know what? I know everybody he knows. I, 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 I it, what it did was it made me raise my head up. Mm-hmm. It made me step up now. Yeah, right. you got to play both roles. Mm-hmm. Now I have to get up and look around and make calls and yeah, and 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 exercise those relationships that yeah. I do know. Yeah. But I just didn't talk about that with them. Yeah. I talked about and, music. and this is just a different responsibility. Yes, yeah. totally. And so I accepted that. And so I said, you know what, dude, I got you. Don't worry about it. So I did a ten song demo straight up 10 song demo and at that time delante uh got wind of the characters breaking up and so delante wanted to have a meeting with me i didn't know him know him i've met him in passing so i knew of him but he called me so he did have my number and he wanted to talk and he he felt like you know i i uh, i heard that you guys broke up so you know i would I, I like to you know help you out and see if i can you know manage you <laughs> excuse me what 
He worked at Foot Locker on 34th Street. Managed me. I, 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 yeah, no, I, I feel like I can, you know, I can help out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really wasn't sure. I didn't really, but he was confident. And so I made him a deal. And long story short, I, I said, okay, anybody you introduce, no, anything you get that I already know, anybody you take me to that I already know, 15%. Anything you introduce me to me that's new, 20%. That make them, you know, mm -hmm. deal. We never signed a deal. We never did a contract. That was just our word. Me and me and Charles never signed a contract. We just, you know, I'm loyal like that. If I yeah. say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, period. Yeah. Um, and so Delante uh, became my manager. And while I was making Trey's project, I gave it to Delante to say, show me what you could do. And so he went out and started shopping the deals. And they, 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 we got, we got back, word we got back on, on, on this young Trey is he sounded like a broke down Mr. Sir. Mm -hmm. a, a wannabe Mr. Sir. Mm -hmm. Those who, who know who Mr. Sir is, yeah. we don't need to say. Yeah. And so it was like funny because he was, he's a big fan. Yeah. So he didn't have a problem with that. Like that sounds like that means I'm on I'm doing good. I'm on the right track. I'm, I'm on the right track. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't think so. And so um it 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 came all the way down to two labels that were interested after everybody passed. Dave McPherson being one of them that passed on it. Um and I said him because, you know, I had already had a relationship. So, you know, I'm gonna go back to my relationships. Yeah. And he didn't see it, he didn't get it, and he felt like, eh, you know, um I actually took it to him first. Um, and he, you know, it's just cool. It's it's a cool, boom. DreamWorks, Brian Postel, Brian P, mm. and Atlantic Records. Those it came down to them, and Brian was so cool, man. He was so cool. He really liked Trey. He really, genuinely saw the vision, and um, he flew us out. We had a great meeting. The whole staff, everything, mm -hmm. everything was there. Trey was excited. So in Trey's mind. He wants to go to DreamWorks. And me and Delante are like, the money's good, but that deal is needs to be worked on a little bit. We need to. But Atlantic wasn't as much money, but the deal the was good. good. Yeah. yeah. The overall deal. So Trey was still, he was Brian Postel. He was a fan of Brian Postel. He felt like, you know, Brian gets it and da-da-da-da-da. And we understood that, but me and Delante, we're still like thinking about the deal. And so we decided to pray and fast on it, us three. That's, you know, you got to go there. You talk, go there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being in L.A. And um, after that, I remember being in L.A. Because me and Delante, we knew it needed to be Atlantic. We we knew. But we, you know, he's the artist. So it's his career. Um, how are we going to convince him? He's really stuck on going to DreamWorks. And so when we prayed and fast about it, I remember walking down the street. I was, in, I was out here in L.A. I was walking down the street. Um going to Tile Records. And Delante called me and he said, did you hear? I was like, hear what? They shut DreamWorks down, the label department. I was like, what you mean? The record label, the whole Steven Spielberg dissolved the record company mm. of DreamWorks. I was like, yo. He said, yes. Had Trey did that deal, he'd be stuck. Whoa. 
So I guess Atlantic it is. Right. Mm. And Mike Karen, uh, Delante sent it to Mike Karen. Uh, Mike Karen heard it and and he got it. He understood what it was. He brought it to Craig. Now I was I knew Craig for years. I didn't know Mike, but um, it was Mike's signing. And so by the time Craig found out that this kid was my artist, it all came together because yeah. this whole staff, Ronnie Johnson, rest in peace, uh, Mo Landy, um, Morris Landy, uh, they all got into it. They all was the staff, Diani, they all were all into it. And so by the time Craig came in, the whole he saw his whole staff was already, was already posting. Yeah. yeah, it was already rocking. And so we went on with it and that's how it all began. Yeah. Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records. Mr. Mr. Karen. Now, you have some, um, you know, you had a little, you know, a little turmoil up there. Yes. Wasn't wasn't easy. No. No. Yeah. My relationship was with Craig. Mm Mm-hmm. I know R&B. Yeah. This is, this is, this is 2000, 2002. Yeah. I, 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 this is 2003. By the time Trey got his deal, it was 2003. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yes, you do. I, 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 I don't need to be yeah. told how to make a song, R&B song. I can do this whole project. I, I mean, I did the whole demo. That's mm-hmm. what got you into it. What, what, what's, what's, what's the problem? For some reason, I'm fighting how to make an album, R&B album, with somebody I didn't feel was R&B was R&B. Hmm. Not to me anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Not better than me. Hmm. But, 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 he was the powers that be. And I had to do, you know, keep peace and keep it going because it's not my career at the end of the day. Yeah. And so, um, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. Um, Gotta Go was done and inspired by you don't have you don't you don't know my name you don't know my name that was out mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. again you can if you a DJ you can mix yeah, the yeah, two yeah, back to yeah. back yeah I hear it yeah absolutely absolutely the sample the whole yes. thing yeah. yeah uh cheat on you that was inspired by you gonna want the throwback mm-hmm. Usher throwback yeah. That was inspired. Now, I did all those songs while those songs were fresh. The project didn't come out to two years later. So Gotta Go, all these songs, they sounded dated. They sounded dated. And so everybody was like, oh, Troy's going to mess that boy's career up. He got him sounding old. I'm like, I, 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 the album was done. It was, it could have. But it wasn't moving that fast. Yeah. I was battling. I was battling this person who uh, is challenging me to do something that I do in my sleep. I didn't understand. Like, we were good. And then, as we were just about to, we just got the release date. Oh, yeah, Craig decided to sign. Uh, Baby, grind on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we had to swap dates with them because they had a, their song was already on the radio, was going. It was cracking. It was cracking. It was cracking. It was going. It was it was cracking. So Craig asked me to if we could swap the dates. And so because they're ready and you guys are not. And I felt like where well, we are, 
your man. Yeah. You know. Um, but we swapped the dates and and um Delante came up with the uh just gotta make it uh video, which was genius. Trey's video of him, you know, not wanting to go into work and just, you know, going to the back of the the barbershop and work on music and I be the executive that would call and just, you know, give him the record deal and everything. That was, it was, it became an iconic kind of, for the culture, kind of an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that video pretty much became, I'm the, I'm the record executive that called him. Yeah. A lot of people didn't notice because I got two flashes. Quick, yeah. quick. Um, but it, it worked. It worked. Um, it worked. And needless to say, it, it got a little even more rough, the second album, because then the new people came in. Hmm. New people came in, and so then uh, it was like I had to play another politic, political game uh, with that album. Those regime regime changes, yes, right, it can be everybody. can be the death of those already pre existing deals and yeah, artists and not, agreements. It's not my artist, and, so we had a flow. It's like when a new coach yeah. comes in. Yes, yeah. Every yeah. time with a new plan, you you, you like, were getting playing time. Yeah. But this new coach, he, we had a system. We had a system, uh, me, Delante, Bob Fish. We had a system. When Trey did his mixtapes, Bob Fish hit the streets. He knew exactly what to do with it. Um, and Delante being him, and it was like a thing where it's once the music, once I say the music is ready, once mm. me and Trey are done with what we want to do, I then put it into, it's like a relay with the race, yeah. re, put yeah. it in, and, and then Delante goes, and then him and Bob Fish, and they come up with a plan to do it, to take it to the, you know. And we had that system, and it was good. It was good. It was good until the powers that be came, and then they didn't understand what we were doing, R&B kid doing mixtapes. Rappers do that. You know, R&B don't do that. And it was it was something that Trey, uh, he really had down pat. He, he knew what he was doing when it came to the mixtapes. And so um, came to that third album, though, even though I can't skip over the fact that, you know, when, when, when John Tay... Came in with that can't help but wait. Yeah, it's a joint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, I always say this. Trey listened to everything that I said to do. He Mm. never argued with me. I never had to yell. Remember how hard I said I was on people? Mm -hmm. Never had to be hard on Trey, ever, because he trusted anything I said, and he did everything I said to do up until this point. He was mad because they said they were going to really push Wonder Woman. You remember? He raps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he really believed in that record. And he felt like, yo, you said you were going to push this record. Well, the record wasn't doing too well. Well, it, it, it was weird because it was kind of like dated because Danger Hands did it. And he was, this is Danger Hands without Timberland. Mm-hmm. So that, that pocket wasn't going anymore. So it was kind of hard to mix the record in with other Anything, records because yeah, it wasn't, yeah. and so it was stalling, and so we had to we had to do something else. We had to get something going because it wasn't looking too good. And that Jante came with that record. Did you produce that record? No, Stargate. 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 So 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 yeah. so so Delante called me. What you think? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Good luck with uh with uh, with, with Trey. Uh, he's like, oh, you you don't think he gonna like it? Oh no, he gonna like it. He gonna love it, but he ain't doing it. Why he's not? Cause dude, man, he's still he's still messed up on that promise. They promised him. They promised that he would do to get that Wonder Woman, and then, yeah. and then he knows that if he puts his voice on this, that's gonna give them a reason. 
Yeah. To not do yeah. Yeah. They promised Tank Stronger was gonna work too. He did. And then he went on Twitter. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you motherfuckers. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your one of my favorite songs. Yes. That's, that's a craft of a song. People don't understand the lyric. The lyric. They don't know. I, I took a dollar bill into the booth. Yes. And, and I, I, I told the no. Yeah. I told the dollar bill to sing through me. Yes. Tell, no one understood. Tell, you know, you, you tell, tell me the story. Tell me what you've been through. Yes. I told the dollar bill to, to tell, tell me. Tell your story. Tell, tell your bill. story. They don't Let get me that. Tell your story. They, don't, they, they missed it. They missed it. They missed it. They missed it. it was, that was too deep. It was too deep. It had been between some cheeks somewhere, man. Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted bill, to know. Man. I needed to know exactly what cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, kids. When you get money, wash it first. Okay? <laughs> don't touch your face after you touch the money. Okay? You don't know where it's been. Thank you for Lost It All. Yes. In, in your travels and your journeys throughout the annals of time you've studied you've curated a lot of R&B music and somewhere I'm sure you've figured out your top five <laughs> your top five Top five, your top five are these singers, these songs, TT you have, I know that you have, I know that you see, I know you know this part, your top Troy Taylor, we want to know your top five R&B singers. My top five singers goes as such. 
Aretha Franklin. Mm. Stevie Wonder. Wow. Marvin Winans. <sighs> Kim Burrell. Mm. And Karen Carpenter. Ooh. And I I I, I have reasons yeah. for each one. So. You don't have to. You don't have to yeah. tell nobody nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just you know. Nah, you know all, I'm a teacher. They so all call. Tell yeah. nobody shit. Yeah. Your top five R&B songs. This is tough. This is definitely tough um, because again, I have many, 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 but I have to go to the ones that uh, inflected my life or affected my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and I, Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a song. That's a craft of a song. What a song. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist it over here and go, um, it, it, I wish I could share. I wish this too could share because it's the same artist. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and if it could, it would be question is slash ain't no need to worry. It's still under Marvin Winans, you know. Yeah. It, it's it, it, come on, no, no, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's, that's the it. one. Just sing that as a group, as a kid, yeah. <sighs> question is, and ain't no need to worry. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, all yeah. right, yeah. For the love of you. The Isley Brothers. Ron's mm -hmm. voice is golden. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to have to change up a little bit on y'all your, your uh, format. Because mm -hmm. this one is Rain Dance by Jeff Lorber. There's no vocals. It's just a jazz record. Groove Me. Yeah. Teddy Riley. Yeah. Shout out to Brianna yeah, yeah. his shoulders. <laughs> his viral shoulders on Groove Me. <laughs> I got to say that because that- to, to the OGs, that, the Hall Brothers, man. This is my guys, hey, man. man. Come on, man. Come Groove on, man. Me changed everything for me. Man. It changed everything for me. Because that was like- It made your face crinkle all the way up. And it's just- So those those are those are part of my- I got to say that because this, I go deep. Was, Where is I think we we asked that before, and I I just I just want to know though is is Aaron Hall the first person to really sing like hard hard sing mm -mm. up temples? No, who? Charlie Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Voltron time. We're gonna build your perfect R and B artist. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm, want to mm -hmm. know. I want to know where you get the vocal from for this artist. Where you get the performance style for this artist where you get the styling for this artist and where you get the passion for this artist. Come on, develop I, this artist. And, hold on, man. and I'm going to throw a wrinkle in there for you. I'm going to throw a wrinkle in what there for got? him. What you got? And who produces and writes for this artist? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ah, I like it. I like it. Okay, like so who it. you getting a vocal from? Now, the question is, is the artist a male artist or female it's artist? Whatever you want the Listen, artist brother, to be. It's a hybrid. Ain't, ain't no question. You it's a it's it, a liger. It's whatever comes whatever you to want your it to mind. Be. A liger. Okay. It could mix it's and mingle. Liger. Whatever you want. Get the vocal. Who okay. you getting the vocal from? I'm getting for all that. Mm. Getting the vocal from. Who that? What's the artist that got that vocal? This Our vocal. Hmm? Hmm? The vocal I'm getting from Beyonce. Shit. People do not recognize the beast that she is. Vocal. They. Don't y'all don't think get it. so? No, I argue with I people online all the time. Oh, Beyonce don't Here really sing that great. Again. Why are you arguing with those people? Because man? some things <laughs> need to be talked about 
and fought for. Beyonce's amazing. If you executioner, what Beyonce is, she's an executioner. You should not be listening to music. Somebody should cut your ears off (laughs) and solder your eardrums if you can't hear what Beyonce is vocally. The performance. The performance. I'm gonna take it from Michael. Yeah. I'm gonna take it from Michael on that. Beyonce, Mike. You're going Beyonce vocal, Michael performance. And then I'm gonna take the finesse and charisma, finesse and charisma of Usher. Mm. Mm. Who are you getting the styling from? The drip. I'm gonna take the drip of Pharrell. The passion of the artist, the heart of the artist. The heart of an artist. I'm still, I'm still. Can I? You can double up. You do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, it's gonna be Mike. It's gonna be Michael. Sheesh. It's gonna be Michael again. Cause Michael and that passion and that heart, when it came to music, you ain't messing with that. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't saying no names. 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 Where you was? Who you with? What you did? That nigga had energy when he came back. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect energy for this segment. Yeah. Perfect Mm -hmm, energy mm -hmm. for this segment. Talk to him, Jay. This segment. I ain't saying no name. Mm -hmm. Tell us a story. Mm -hmm. Funny or fucked up. Funny and fucked up. The only rule to the game is you can't say no name. So right now, this is Troy Taylor, the songbook himself, mm. as, as you could see. Songbook. It's chapters to this thing. Chapters. The only difference in this book is mm. you can't say no name. Yeah. Troy Taylor. <laughs> Say it. Um, it was this time hmm. that I did a record and pitched it to a movie for a movie on a soundtrack. This might not be juicy enough, but, and we got it. But I ain't saying no names. Someone came in, replaced that record, my record, with another record, even though I was the one that brought the situation to the situation. They used that and replaced the record with the record they wanted to do it with, and I never got it. That's one. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names, but I was in the hallway of, no, 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 not the hallway. It was a time where I was in a studio. I was asked to remix this record, reproduce the record. The artist knew that it was being done, so 
I felt like I did a version that was good enough for what it needed to be. But this artist came in with the worst attitude ever, did not cooperate at all, totally was being a dick. I got it done, however, I had to put it together because they didn't want to give me the additional vocals I needed. That same person who I then saw in a hallway of a, uh, of a uh, award show, I ain't saying no names, saw me. And because that happened, I didn't speak to him. He called my name and I, I, uh, I ignored him because of that moment. And then that same artist saw me again somewhere. And I got a chance to tell him the dick that he was for what he did. Is that good enough? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you would never know who it is. Yeah, I don't care what nobody say. You would never figure it out. No one would ever figure it out. Because even if I, even saying him, you still wouldn't know who it was. Because then you think you had it. You would not believe this person. How they treated you. How they treated me. Yeah. Nah. Not cool. Last but not least. Okay. I ain't saying no names. Mm -hmm. But I produced this artist. I'm going to say that because I, I want to say iconic artist. She's an iconic artist. I was asked to reproduce the vocals on this artist. I did an amazing job. I know that I did an amazing job. The record got voted for Grammy, uh, uh, best Grammy, uh, best traditional vocals by a female. Got nominated. The producer of that record was mad at me for doing this song and it working because the producer didn't want it for that artist. So he was mad at me for going in and executing it. But when that artist got nominated for Grammy and won, hmm. I never spoke hmm. to that producer to say, now what, nigga? That producer went on to act like and celebrated as if they were down for it all along after it won. We never talked. You ain't saying Grammy no names. Names. I ain't saying no names, but the only name I'm saying is the Grammy. Yeah. We got three guys. I don't know if this is the first. Three ain't saying no names. I just had to do that because I, you know. Yeah. This is do the life of uh, Troy Taylor. There's a lot of. Like 82 more. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This game is terrible, y'all. I have been blessed to last and sustain myself through the grace of God. Absolutely. Because it's no joke. Not a joke. Not a joke at all. And I, I, I don't, it's not for the, it's not for the week at all. Not for the week. Not no. for the week at all. No. Well, brother Troy Taylor, uh, Troy Taylor University. Uh, songbook, elder, scholar, theologian, 
um, yeah, you, you, you're, you're him. I appreciate that. We appreciate your, um, we appreciate your greatness. We appreciate your, um, your dedication to the craft, maintaining a standard. Yes. Of excellence, um, which I pray, um, will infiltrate everything that's done within our black entertainment community, that that excellence will be, uh, what do they say, um, when you catch it, like a flu or a... Contagious? Contagious. Pray that, 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 that your desire for excellence continued excellence will be contagious mm-hmm. in this conversation that we're having right here as it goes out into the airwaves and into the YouTubes and all of these things that they would get that from your episode. We need a standard. Yes. We need more excellence. It's real shit. We need it. For sure. And, and you are responsible for that. Thank you. And I'm going to make you even more responsible for it. You have to be somewhere in charge of it. Not just, you know, in your own space and your, mm-hmm. you're not just, not just where it's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. I get it. But behind enemy lines. Yeah. Is where we need you. That's where we need you. That is my charge to you. And I today. earned it. Absolutely. Definitely earned it. Absolutely. I've definitely earned it. There's too many fakes. Too many fakes just playing music industry. Mm. Playing music industry. Really, literally playing. As soon as they leave the office, they don't talk nothing music. They don't eat sleep music. They just play executive. Yeah. I've seen so many, still seeing them. Mm. This is why music is too many fakes. Too many imposters. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. This is the R&B Money Podcast, the authority on all things R&B. You just saw it. I don't have to say anything else. Troy Taylor. R&B Money is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe to and rate our show. And you can connect with us on social media, at Jay Valentine and at The Real Tank. For the extended episode, subscribe to youtube.com forward slash R&B Money. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.